kids. Welcome to another exciting episode of the IntelliKey podcast. I am your humble host, Paul Lado, and today we're talking about uh, 1984, the book by George Orwell. Some of you know that it's one of my favorite all-time books. I fucking love it. I think it's the actual bomb. And um, it's it's interesting because I, I read it, you know, probably once a year, and it's amazing to me how um, we still we're moving so close, if not already there, to to what Orwell wrote about so many years ago. And so I thought I'd do a little bit of a show on it and draw some parallels. Also, thank you so much to everyone that has sent out positive thoughts and good wishes after my little uh, kidney stone incident. You guys will be happy to know that I'm on the mend, but I really, really appreciate it. It's it always astounds me, man. You know, people surprise the shit out of me. People that listen to this show from all over the world that I've never met before in my life, um, you know, just show kindness and say, hey, man, I hope you're holding up. I love your fucking show. Um, and, you know, I hope you're getting better. You know, I hope this show goes on forever because I really look forward to it every week. So thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. You guys are the reason that I keep doing this shit, right? And so I'm I'm super, super happy that you guys, um, you know, really, really enjoy it and, and really, really dig it. So thank you once again for that. I really, really appreciate it. So let's talk a little bit about 1984. So 1984 was a book written by George Orwell back in the 40s, and it kind of described a world that uh, was totalitarian. This this thing called the party pretty much set the rules and thought was, you know, especially free thought, uh, difference of opinions, uh, any kind of individuality was, was crushed to a certain extent. Um, and also uh, any kind of individuality was, was crushed. Anything that differed from the party's line was not accepted. It was basically you were told to shut the fuck up and, and, and get on with it. Yeah. And so it, it was it's it's it was a very interesting book because I, I kind of first read it when I was a teenager and one it frightened me, but it also completely um you know enthralled me because I th- think I read it in 85, I was 15, and was like one year after it happened, and, and so many things were moving in that direction at that time with the advent of computers and things like that. And, you know, we often talk about, um, you know, the government setting the pace, but in a lot of ways, it's not even the government that sets the pace, it's the media that sets the pace, and we buy into what the media tells us, and we just fucking buy into it dude you know willy-nilly and and it changes our thoughts and it colors our thoughts in all kinds of different directions and kind of forces us into a position where we begin to be really uh you know um dogmatic about how we think about things now before we move right along the rules of engagement for this show are obviously I don't do research. This is opinion-based podcasting and I swear a lot, fuck shit, ass cunt, boobs. So if you're easily offended by strong language, you may want to move right along. I've also got some awesome music to play for you guys tonight. Uh, you know, dude, I've got everything from Tom O'Dell to Fever Ray to Barbarossa, Depeche Mode, The Undertones, African Fire, you name it. 
I have got it. So I hope you guys stay with me for the next hour. I'm certainly looking forward to talking to you guys, and uh, I'll be back after a couple of songs.
guys enjoyed those couple of songs so let's let's have a very very quick primer on what 1984 is about right so there's a guy called winston smith and he wrestles with oppression in a place called oceania right and it's where the, where it's a place where this thing called the party scrutinizes human actions through this thing this ever watchful kind of entity called big brother and um, Winston kind of defies a ban on individuality. He expresses his thoughts in a diary. He pursues a relationship with this woman called Julia. And it all comes undone at the end, 
right? And one of the things that I was kind of um, uh, enthralled by in the book was this thing called Newspeak, right? So what Newspeak is in 1984, it's it's the official language of Oceania. Right. For starters, it contains no negative terms. So, for example, the only way to express the meaning of bad is through the word ungood. So there's good and there's ungood. Right. So something really bad would be like a double plus ungood. Right. And what they are trying to do is what what the party is trying to do is it's trying to moderate behavior through control of communication. Right. That that's in essence what it is. If I tell you, you know, that you can only express things in this way, then, you know, you then you can only do it that way, okay? Um, it's really engineered to remove even the possibility of rebellious thoughts, right? So certain words bring up certain thoughts, right? So what they're trying to do... Um, is there, it contains no negative terms, as I've said before. The words in which rebellious thoughts are articulated kind of get eliminated from the language. So by taking away our ability to express ourselves, to express rebellion, then hopefully we uh, kind of get rid of rebellion itself. And that was a really interesting thing for me because, and even probably more so now, when you look at how people express themselves, people express themselves these days in a manner that is uh, non-offensive, right? Oh, God, I don't want to offend anyone. And in a lot of ways, what happens is we kind of adhere to to a communal thought of what non-offensive is, right? Which kind of becomes a, a communal thought process, which means that we are limiting ourselves in how we express ourselves through language, through communication, whether it be in written language or whether it be in spoken language. And that's fucking frightening to me, dear listeners. That frightens the shit out of me, right? Because what we're doing is by not minimizing, but what we're doing is by segregating language, is we are actually trying to segregate thought, which is very, very much what the party was trying to do in Oceania in the book 1984. So we're afraid that certain words are going to offend, therefore we don't use them. Certain words are negative, therefore we don't use them. And it goes to me, for me, it goes against the thought of freedom of speech. It goes against the thought of expression, okay? To me, freedom of speech and expression should be something that um, allows you not only to express yourself, but allows debate to be formed, right? Even conflict to be formed. I've said this a hundred times. You will never grow if everything you believe in is adhered to by everyone else. You need conflict. You need challenges to be able to grow. And our kind of move towards, you know, segregating what we say and and kind of, um, look, I've kind of forgotten the word I want to use here, but, but kind of minimizing what we say or segregating what we say is a really scary fucking thing, right? Now, <coughs> excuse me, this is not a new concept. Uh, the Catholic Church has been doing it for years, or organizations like the Catholic Church have been doing it for years, okay? Um, 
you know, there used to be a time where you wanted to learn anything. You know, the church was were the keepers of knowledge, so you had to go to them, and everything that they gave you was basically sanitized by the church. So it was a kind of indoctrination. I don't want to be indoctrinated. I want to be able to say what I want to say. And if people are offended by it, you know, I'm sorry that you're offended by it, but I'm still going to say it. If you don't want to hear it, fuck off somewhere else, right? I don't like it. One of the movements that we've seen at the moment is this, I don't even know if it's a fucking movement, right? But it's this political correctness movement, right? Um, I've said this 150 times, and I will continue to say it. I have no problems with people believing in things, right? You believe in what you believe. I believe in what I believe. But I will be fucked if I allow you to try and force me into a position, right, where I have to adhere to things that I don't believe in. That's a form of bullying, right? That is an absolute form of bullying. If I choose not to adhere to your political correct viewpoint, that's fine. I choose not to, okay? And this show is in itself, a, in some ways, a, a complete fucking experiment in non-political correctness, right? It is an experiment in free speech. It is an experiment in being Winston Smith, right? Now, I think it's important to understand two things. One is common sense and two is kindness. If you use common sense and kindness, you don't need to linchpin yourself to any kind of movement, right? I know when to call someone a cunt and when not to call someone a cunt, right? So it's, uh, and that's just common sense and kindness, right? I don't need to be told. I don't need a charter. I don't need a manifesto on how to be politically correct. Because I think political correctness is bullshit. It should just be common sense, right? And a little bit of fucking kindness sprinkled on top. So Newspeak, uh, it, was, it was an incredible, interesting concept for me because it was just another form of control by a government trying to control not only its people's uh, form of communication, but also its people's thought processes. All right, I'm going to play a couple of songs and uh, we'll be back soon.
All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And hey, um, I've had a message from uh, a gentleman who is basically attacking me right now on the fact that I don't. I, I think political correctness is a bad thing. I don't think political correctness is a bad thing. And I'm going to talk about co- political correctness in this, um, in in this segment. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do believe that it is just another form of control. It is just another leash around our necks. Adhere to what we all believe or we will fucking spank you. Those of you that know me know that I don't deal very well with bullying, right? I don't like being bullied uh, into believing something that I don't. And it's probably the quickest way to get me to try and rip your heart out through your asshole metaphysically or metaphorically, should I say, um, is to try and bully me into a position that I don't want to be bullied into. There will be pushback. So in a lot of ways, political correctness in its in its central form, in, it, in its, uh, I guess, native form to me, is really just another form of control initiated by the masses. And I do not adhere to it. I choose not to adhere to it, right? As I said before, it's it's not that I don't believe in it, right? It is that I it is that I I think it's unneeded if you just have some common sense and some emotional intelligence. When we look at the definition of political correctness, it is the avoidance of forms of expression or action that are perceived perceived to exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. The key word for me there, right, is perceived, okay? Perception is not reality. Perception is individualistic. Individuals are flawed, therefore perception is flawed. Simple as that. So what I perceive as being an expression or an action that excludes or marginalizes or insults groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against may not be the same as your perception, right? So it comes down to um, that perception. Right, and that perception is really how you see things, and how you see things is not only flawed, but it is covered. It is covered by experience. It is covered by the people you hang out with. It is covered by how many drugs you take. It is covered by whatever the fuck, whatever team you barrack for, etc., 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 etc. So it is already a flawed concept from the very beginning, because perception in itself can be flawed. Now, again, I look at that and I say forms of expression or action, okay, that marginalize or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against, dude, that's common fucking sense and kindness, right? If you are kind to people, right, and you have some common fucking sense, you're not going to do that. You shouldn't need to be bullied. And I have met so many PC bullies, it's not fucking funny, right? That, you know, you have to adhere to this. Basic tenets of Lido, train hard, eat good food, be honest with yourself and kind to others. Implement that shit. You don't need political correctness. 
Now, political correctness gone mad? Yes. It, it has, in a lot of ways, gone mad because people have used political correctness, again, as a way to try to get people to do things that they don't necessarily believe in, right? So political correctness, in a lot of ways, has gone mad. You can't call fat people fat anymore. And this is the other problem with political correctness, right? Everything is about content and nothing is about context. If I look at someone and say, that person is fat, that is factual. If I say that person is a fat cunt, that is not partly factual, but the context of it is punitive. It is offensive. If I say that woman has got big breasts, right, that is factual if she has big breasts. But if I say that woman is a big-tittied whore, that is not. That is offensive. It's common fucking sense, people. So I often take great delight in ripping shit out of these PC fucking wannabe heavyweights because there are people that understand that political correctness is just a nice way of saying have some common sense and be kind and there are others that use it as a control and that's what the party was trying to do within in Oceania in 1984 it was trying to use this form of political correctness as a form of control and we are seeing this today people we are seeing it today so whenever someone starts talking shit, whether it be on Facebook or face-to-face or whatever about political correctness, I want you to tell them this. Save your political correctness. I use common sense and kindness to make sure that I do the right thing. Full stop. End of story. All right. I'm going to come back and have a little bit of a, a chat after a couple of awesome songs. <laughs> We're here. 
kids, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, and I'd like to do some shout-outs to some of our show sponsors, Tracks Restaurants at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, uh, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Palmer nights, Thursday nights, Steak nights, can't remember which nights they actually have people on that are actually singing, they've got some live bands in there as well, but look it up on the website. Uh, you know, the meals on those nights, the Palmer nights and the steak nights are between 20 and 25 bucks and you get a free drink and they are huge. And also Zanko at uh, 627P and Highway Karam, Gelati Bar, awesome food, the old tracks, the old Headbanger HQ for us. Um, <coughs> so go down there and check them out. Um, Ospet Minders, your trusted pet care alternative at ospetminders.com.au or call Mr. Kevin Spencer on 048 uh, they do the whole dog walking, pet transport, waste removal, feeding and watering, administering medications. If you go away, they do bins in and out. They do security checks, turn your lights off and on, the whole lot. So reach out to them on 048 or go to dot com. My homeboy, Ivan. Um, web and application development, does the entire software development lifecycle, design, development, deployment, designs new websites, customizes existing websites, front-end and back-end design and development, custom PHP, JavaScript software modules, on-page and off-page search engine optimization, everything that you need for your web application development. So go to doobsis.com, D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com, and reach out to Ivan. And of course, Cruise PT, C-R-U-Z space PT, personal training, my little brother, Phil the Cruise, a beast. If you want to get fit, learn how to fight. This dude has lived in Thailand, fought in Thailand, uh, MMA, Muay Thai, and he can get you super fit, teach you how to fight without getting punched in the face. So reach out to him on Facebook at Cruise PT or on Instagram where he's got some mad videos for you to watch. Okay, tonight we're talking about uh, 1984. Uh, the book 1984 by George Orwell, and so many of the similarities between what happens today and what has happened in that book, and how we're very, very slowly, I believe, edging towards a very totalitarian society if we're not already there. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is bullying and rendition. So bullying and rendition are two very key concepts in, in the book 1984. And rendition is basically the practice of sending a foreign criminal or terrorist suspect, suspect, covertly to be interrogated in a country with less rigorous regulations for the humane treatment of prisoners. So what they do is they go, you're wanted in, say, the US, and we've apprehended you, but because we have to adhere to human rights laws, we will send you to a place that don't adhere to it, and you will be interrogated there, and we don't give a fuck about any humane treatment. And um, this kind of happens in the book, 1984. There's these people called the Thought Police, and if they even think that you've done something wrong, they will just grab your ass out of your bed, take you off to this place called the Ministry of Truth, where you will be fucking interrogated, tortured, and eventually made to confess to shit that you have either done or haven't even done, but you will confess. Now, from a government perspective, this is happening these days all the time. And, you know, the whole Guantanamo Bay thing was a perfect example of that. But this kind of rendition is is kind of a, 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 a smaller part of something that is happening more and more in our world. And that is bullying. 
bullying, for those of you that know me and know me well, I fucking can't stand bullies, right? One of my great joys in life is just cutting a bully down to nothing. I kind of like bullying the bully, I guess if you could put it that way. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying I enjoy it. Um, And so we have so much of this in society, and we have this at so many different levels. You know, bullying is now not just physical. You know, you got cyber bullying, you got workplace bullying, you have psychological bullying, you have all this shit. And some people say, well, Lado, it's always been around. Yes, motherfucker, it's always been around, but that doesn't make it right. I hate it when people say, yeah, that's the way life is, it's always been like that. If it's wrong, you should change it. You should at least try to change it. You should at least try to make a difference. And bullying to me is just crazy. Even the, you know, left wing, we should all be included, bully. And we saw some of that shit during the um, during the uh, gay sex uh, marriage debate. You know, there was a lot of shit about, you know, right wing and bullying. But so are the fucking left wing. So put your heads out of your asses. No one here is blameless. No one here has clean hands. Everyone has fucking blood on their hands. Don't think your shit doesn't stink because it does right? Governments do it. We do it. Kids do it. Everyone is fucking bullying. Now, more and more, bullying is, even the political correctness people bully. Uh, You know, we're not going to let you hang out with us if you don't fucking think the way we think. Well, fuck you. Why would I want to hang out with you, right? Oscar Wilde said it best. I'd never want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member, right? If you want me as a member, there's something fucking wrong with you. Right. Um, And so bullying to me, you know, obviously it is happening to the extent that it happened in in Orwell's 1984, but it also is happening so much through society and we are becoming so thin skinned. Here's all I'm going to say about that. If someone tries to bully you, you should hit him in the face with a fucking brick. Now, that doesn't have to be a physical brick, but it can be a verbal brick, a metaphorical brick, whatever. Cut these motherfuckers down to size. Bullies work on projecting strength to avoid conflict. See past that. Be strong. Stand up for yourself. Right? Form alliances and fight back. Simple as that. I find it quite interesting that in the book, I did some math on the book, right? And if you can kind of look into the book and do some research, there were approximately 10,000 members of the Ministry of Truth, right? And there were over 15 million people, right, in uh, in Oceania. So if 15 million people decided to rise up against, you know, 10,000 fucking Ministry of Truth people, they would obliterate those motherfuckers, right? At the end of the day, bullies succeed because we defer power to them. Rob them of their power and stand up for yourself. And that's what Winston Smith does in the book. He chooses to strike back. He chooses to form a relationship with a woman. Uh, He chooses to write a diary. He decides to stand up to the bullies. And yes, in the end, the motherfucker ends up dying. But you know what? He stood up. Just because you're not going to win doesn't mean that you shouldn't fight. Some things are worth fighting for. All right. 
I'm going to play a couple more songs, then I'm going to come back and close off the show. Street. Another 
the end of yet another show and i hope you guys have enjoyed it so let me make some recommendations i reckon you guys should read george orwell's 1984 then i think that you guys should sit down and have a little bit of a look right at how the the book reflects on today's society and it does reflect very drastically on today's society right I am not saying that everything is wrong with this world. It's not. What I am saying is that there are certain things that are moving us in a direction that is not healthy for us as a species. And getting on Facebook and creating Facebook groups is one way that you can combat it. But you really combat it as an individual. You combat it by how you behave, what you believe in, what thoughts you adhere to. You need to make changes external to yourself. You need to make changes internal to yourself first, right? You have to be that example. And I don't think there's enough people. It's easier to just go with the flow, right? It may be easier to go with the flow, but it's not necessarily the best way to affect change. And it's certainly not a lot of fun. You know, a lot of people say to me, you say a lot of shit on your podcast, Lido, that one day someone's going to snatch you out of your bed. I don't really give a fuck, dude. If that's what it is, at least I know that there's someone listening. I'm affecting some kind of change, right? People are scared, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I've certainly enjoyed doing it. Um, Remember, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves, right? Who loves you? Uncle Paulie loves you. 
and we'll see you next week. Deuces! Sound. Yeah, I won't have a kick. Good about the kick. Yeah, okay. Take my mind and take my pain Like an empty bottle takes the rain And he
bottle takes the rain. Tell me something's last. Tell me something's last. Tell me something's last. Tell me something.